Another week down and another edition of the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. Welcome back. I am Matt Koalas, admin of Detroit Sports Betters, and I hope this podcast is a start to a great weekend for everyone. The NFL continues to close in, so we continue our NFL divisional series. This week, focusing on the AFC North, which is the Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Only today will be a little different because for the first time ever on the Detroit Sports Betters podcast, we have a guest. But real quick before I do that, this past Monday, I was out at the Metro Detroit Golfers outing with Serenity Medical CBD, and I saw a ton of people answered some CBD questions. Some people came up to me asking me about Detroit Sports Betters, and I just wanted to say thank you, and it was great to get out and kind of meet everyone. And on top of that, I got to be next to the Coppercraft tent which I'm telling you guys, they were giving out free samples. That stuff is heavy and you are definitely going to, going to want it heading into the NFL season. You know, perfect for Thursday night football, perfect for Sunday night football, a little bit of everything. But the NFL is right around the corner. And that also means fantasy football is right around the corner, which I know is going to be huge for the Detroit Sports Betters group. And this week's guest is a staff writer for fantasy footballers, he works on the content team for Establish the Run. He's an expert rankings participant for Fantasy Pros. This year, he's focusing on snap count analysis as it pertains to fantasy and prop betting. And last year, he went 56 and 30 on season-long prop bets. Everyone, please welcome Rob Wilson. Rob, how's it going today, my man? Good, man. That was a dynamite intro. I feel like no, I, I, can't, I can't even mess up or slip up once. That was awesome. So going well. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks, man. And I uh, appreciate you being here. And before we get into everything today, you know, we're going to be going into um, the AFC North and everything like that. But let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing with fantasy footballers and what you're kind of doing going forward. Yeah, so um, I've been writing for the footballers for uh, about three years now, um, and so basically, I just one of the staff writers. So last week I, or last year, I I wrote a column every week on what we learned that week, and just kind of really enjoyed observing what happened as a way of predicting what was going to happen. So yeah, kind of expanding that a little bit this year to look at like specific snap counts and things. And um, I'm really big into the prop betting, especially mm-hmm. season long prop betting. It's my favorite thing to do. So we're doing a lot more of that this year, and just kind of growing as much as I possibly can. Yeah, man, I know me and you are going to be throwing stuff off of each other. And uh, it's a really exciting time, too, because what I've been telling with Detroit Sports Betters, and I know you're a member of Detroit Sports Betters, um, that a lot of this stuff is calculated. Like you can pick up on tendencies. Uh, if you pay attention, a lot of this stuff, you know, it's, it's more of a like there's statistics to it. It's more than just guessing. And what we're trying to do with the page as well, um, a lot of the people don't have time to do this. So me and you do this, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, with that being said, we're going to get into the AFC North today, which uh, we'll talk about kind of every single team. We'll talk a little fantasy as well, which I know is your expertise. And I know we have some uh, opinions that are probably going to be pretty similar and some that may be a little, a little bit apart. So, but before we do get into today's breakdown, I got to tell everyone about the newest opportunity from DraftKings Sportsbook, who is our proud partner um, from Detroit Sports Betters. So uh, with that being said, the NFL is back and DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't miss opportunity week one. Use the code DSB when signing up. 
then bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Easy, easy. So take advantage of this limited time offer now. And again, you heard that correct. $200 free dollars using the code DSB. And don't forget about that same game parlay. Rob, do you think you'll be doing any same game parlays or anything like that this year? Oh, I'm a degenerate when it comes to parlays, especially, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any type of like obscure parlays that I think they didn't spend too much time looking at the line. Those are the ones I love to do. Yeah, no, for sure, too. And like, it's funny, too, with the same game parlays as well. Um, it relates kind of similar to DFS with stacking and stuff like that. You know, when you're doing DFS, you're stacking a lot of the same guys. With the same game parlay, you have the same opportunity to do so. And that's kind of how you get those crazy parlay odds. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's fun to like look at, you know, if this team were to actually hit the spread they're supposed to cover, it's going to be a high scoring game. Like those types of concepts I I really enjoy because they go hand in hand a lot more than people realize. You know, and then another thing too, like even just sitting here off the top of my head, if you know, there will be a game where Daniel Jones has a great game. I don't know when it'll be, but there is, you know, lightning strikes. And then let's say you mix in a Darius Slayton with that or something like, you know, just saying those two names, you think odds. You know what I mean? So there is going to be a lot of opportunity come this NFL season. And I'm, I'm pretty excited for it, especially with the the DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've already probably funded half of their marketing group before. the season. (laughs) That's good, man. That's good. So yeah, hopefully we can get you going on maybe even some articles within the group and stuff like Mm -hmm. that too. I know people would love to hear from you, but um, with that being said, let's get into the AFC North today. Uh, Last year's best division in football coming in at 38-25-1 between the four teams. And again, that was the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, and the Cincinnati Bengals. And from the outside looking in, I think this is definitely going to be a division that's going to be up there towards the top once again. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I did see that in the show notes and I, I was kind of surprised to like just see that, you know, written out. Obviously, they're the best division in football, but mm-hmm. looking back on it, they were. And I think, you know, the Bengals also only have room to grow a little bit. So I think it's gonna be fun again. I agree 100 percent on the Bengals comment. And that's the best division in football with a Bengals four win season. So, exactly. you know, yeah. pretty, pretty top heavy. And I expect it to kind of sway a little bit. I don't know what you think, but today we're going to start with the Cleveland Browns who had, uh, who went 11 and five last year. And everyone's got to remember this is a 17 game season. Now going forward, um, the Cleveland Browns are plus 150 to win the AFC North and their team total for the over under is 10.5 wins. Rob, I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a pretty good line. Um, I do actually think I lean me under honestly on most of this division strictly because of the okay. reasons that you said. Um, because yeah. obviously it was the best division of football. The Bengals are going to be better, which means some of those wins are probably going to transfer Cincinnati's way, even if it's only one or two of them. For sure. Um, and, and you know, I'm, I'm definitely a hater when it comes to run first teams. Um, I'm sure you, <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that in our, our interactions before. Yeah. But um, you know, Stefanski's system is definitely a good one, but I do think it's a little bit more volatile when it comes to like ball control and things and and i'm not totally okay. sold on baker yet so i lean the under but i wouldn't okay. be too putting my life savings on it okay so and honestly what you said i do coincide with like my biggest worry with the cleveland browns is baker mayfield uh going forward i do i like the miles garrett and jadavian Clowney coming off the outside i love having good ash, uh, edge rushers because they did give up 418 points last year, 26 points per game, you know, and then they, they did somewhat, um, they added 
who are the two guys from the Rams that they added? Um, Troy Hill and, and John Johnson, I believe it was yep. from the secondary. Yep. So I believe they tried to address that a little bit. I personally, so for, again, like we were talking about how difficult the division is. I see two teams taking a step back. So that's why I see Cleveland taking a step forward. I, I had them winning the division personally. Uh, I had them coming in at 12 and five in the division and coming in first. So that's what I have. I think the weapons, I like the Baker, OBJ, Jarvis, Austin Hooper, um, then Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is someone who I think is incredibly talented. Uh, I'm hoping he can take a step forward, even with Kareem Hunt. You know, it's an interesting dynamic, but it's working. So I do have them coming in first. Uh, what place would you have the Cleveland Browns coming in? Yeah, I mean, I still think it's Baltimore's division, but it's one of those okay. things where I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet you straight up on what you said because I don't yeah. necessarily think that's crazy by any means. I yeah. think it's really more of a mathematical probability thing. For sure, um, I, I am waiting for them to put a Donovan Peoples Jones prop out there. They haven't yet because they're scared. <laughs> the books are tell DraftKings too, but um, I do think he's going to be someone that surprises people, even though I'm a homer. Mm -hmm. um, but I think they'll be really good again. I agree, Chubb's an absolute monster. Yeah, and you know, it's it's really interesting too because when you look at the division coming in, the Cleveland Browns have the ninth toughest in, in strength of schedule. And that's the easiest out of all four in the division. So be, because the Pittsburgh Steelers have the, are the toughest um, strength of schedule in the entire league right now, uh, the Bengals are sixth, I believe. And then Baltimore's like second or third, but yeah, so that's going to be my uh, winner of the division. And let me ask you this. Is there anyone on the Cleveland Browns that you would look to target in terms of fantasy? Yeah, um, I do think like it depends on what format you're playing in. Like DBJ is definitely a dynasty ad, but that's like yeah, that's yeah, for a sure. long ways out. But I do think OBJ is being a little undervalued. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who are just done with him and I don't blame them at all because you get your heart broken a few times. No, but, for sure. you know, like even Vegas, if you add up his Vegas prop lines and stuff, it, it, it stats out to like above where he's being drafted right now. I think he's like a six round pick and, you know, his talent is so good. And I don't think OBJ was the cause of their problems in his first year with Baker. And, and I think a lot of that growth with the quarterback takes some some time and I think they're going to find their stride and he could easily catch double digit touchdowns this year and surprise people yeah and I totally agree and I'm one of those guys too where I, I think like if I can get someone in the fifth or sixth round and I can get some good value out of them I'm all about it like I if people in the past who've been in fantasy leagues with me know how I was with Josh Gordon Josh Gordon like that that I forget what year it even was when he went on that 12 game stretch that was just like out of this world he won me a championship and I was just sold for life after that so uh and then I've done the same thing with AJ Green that that one is really really bad so uh so yeah it is so much emotion is tied to so many of these players and I it, think OBJ is one of them for sure no, yeah it's funny it's funny but I mean everyone knows how talented OBJ is at any at any point he can go off and have that season and i think all of us would like to see that again yeah. as well so um so let's go over those one more time real quick uh the afc north winner odds is plus 150 for cleveland i said yes rob said no uh the team win total 10.5 you said you would take the under at minus 120 yep. okay so you would take the under there and i would take the over at plus 100 do you think they'll make the playoffs I think they could get in as a wild card team. Yes. I would put a yes yeah. there, but we're getting specific. So <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I have them winning the division, so that means they would make the playoffs. The playoffs is minus uh, 225 to get in on DraftKings Sportsbook currently. And now we are going to move on to Rob's team in the Baltimore Ravens who came in last year. They uh, came in with 11 wins last year. 
And this year, it's the same thing. Their team win total is at 11. The under is actually minus 120, and the over is plus 100. Uh, to win the division, it's plus 115 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And Rob, I'll let you take it away with this one. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I do think it's a yes there, and I, I do lean the over. It's another line that I'm not, you know, I wouldn't be hammering because 11 wins for any team, regardless of who they are, is a tough line to bet on because a lot of things have to go right, and the NFL is a league that bounces around. So um, I do think that, you know, I just really believe in their coaching staff. I, I think they always scheme to their players, which is something that not enough teams do. Yeah. Um, Lamar Lamar is electric. Their running game is awesome. You know, Dobbins just take, take another step up. Mm-hmm. I was bummed that Bateman got hurt because I was excited for Rashad Bateman to come in them but he's going to be healthy by week two or three and i think they need that weapon in the passing game i just think they're going to get it done again i just really do they they always seem to let me ask you this are you making as big of deal out of the sammy watkins edition that is it seems like everyone else is i as sammy watkins is just one of those fool me eight times i'm done with you like i have oh my thought about sammy watkins (laughs) that's what i'm saying i i saw that they got an a minus for picking up sammy watkins i was like what is the sammy watkins hype like i feel like we know who he is by now he just runs a straight route he runs it okay you know he he's he doesn't have a big route tree or anything like that he's just not that guy no, yeah. I think the one good thing is, is they're, they're an offense built on like big plays and built on scheming plays, you know, more so For than sure. other, other teams. So I definitely think he'll have his games. He always does. He'll probably have 40 fantasy points in week one. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know that. So I think he's a good a real football addition, but I have zero interest in fantasy. Yeah. And I, and I agree there. Um, and looking at the Baltimore Ravens too, they do have, uh, they have the second toughest strength of schedule, but taking a look at like their first eight games, you don't see them losing many games, honestly. I think I had them at eight and two, and then their final eight games are actually against playoff teams. So mm-hmm. or seven of eight are against playoff teams. So it's down the stretch where it can be make or break. Um, and yeah, this one was one I went back and forth on a lot. I'm not going to lie. I'm an odds guy too. If you give me a little bit better of odds, I'll kind of go with that. But I mean, I do believe Cleveland has really stepped up their roster mm-hmm. too. While Baltimore has lost some of their key guys. I know they lost Matt Judon, uh, what's that guy's name? Yannick Nagaku or something like that. So they yep. did lose a couple guys, Matt Skura on offense. Um, so I'm interested to see, I know they're still ranked within the top 10 in defense. And then when you have someone like Lamar Jackson, he's just going to find ways to get it done in the Mark Andrews combination. So I have them finishing at 11 and six and coming in second within the division. So again, it was one game. It was kind of splitting hairs there. Yeah. Uh, where would you see Baltimore potentially finishing this year? Yeah. I mean, I think 12 and five is a fair line. I mean, okay. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever project a 13 win team just again, yeah. probability type thing, but I think they're, again, their line's perfect. Um, it is. So, I put push, yeah. you know, yeah, so. it, it, I thought the same thing when I saw yeah. it, I was like, push would be my honest answer. So I really just wouldn't bet between those two teams. I'm excited okay. to watch it as a fan, honestly. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat too. Um, there, I mean, I think we might be in the same, in the same realm with the, uh, the value within this division. So let's get to that. That's what is coming up next. And for me, that is the Cincinnati Bengals. I think there's good value with the Bengals there. Um, again, last year coming in with four wins, the, the odds right now to win the AFC North are plus 2,500, which I get like, I don't think it's plus 2,500 crazy, Um, I think it's a little closer than that. I mean, it it all depends. You know, there's going to be difficult games for both for every team in this division. And if one sways just a little bit more to one team than the other, it it is possible, you know, and the team win total is 6.5. 
Uh, that's minus 130 to go under and pl- plus 110 to go over. And I, I love, yeah, I don't say love often. Mm-hmm. I love the over here. Mm-hmm. So, Rob, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I'm all about most Bengals props everywhere. I, I like the over there. I think eight wins is realistic. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those where it is difficult because a team to go from a four-win team to you know an eight-win team is normally – not something I would project, but like the Joe Burrow factor is huge. And like Jamar Chase is a potentially decade good prospect. Mm -hmm. They've made a lot of good additions. Zach Taylor is a a really good offensive play calling coach. And um, I just think there's a lot more good pieces there than people realize. So I think they're going to surprise some people. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. You know, Joe Burrow, we're going Joe Mixon, uh, T Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. It's a talented offense, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I've even had some people project potentially 3000 yard receivers, which I don't know about that. But, you know, it's it's there's a possibility. And I know, like going from last to first, it seems crazy. But in the history of the NFL, there's been 226 teams since 1986 that have had the opportunity to do so in 31 have done it. So that's just above 10%. You know, it's still, it's still a rare thing, but four of those 226 teams have even made the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying it's happened in the past. You know what I mean? And that was with the St. Louis Rams with Kurt Warner, um, 2001, Tom Brady, the New Orleans Saints in 09, and then the Eagles in, uh, Yeah, they were seven and nine, and then they went to 13 and three. So it's a little different than four and 12. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I I do think those three games, like a seven and nine team now and then that's one season away. You know what I mean? Four and 12 usually needs to go to that eight, nine, nine and eight. And then they'll make that that next jump from there for the most part, because that's what I had them at. Uh, I had them coming in at nine and eight. I like some of the additions that they made and in, in, uh, Trey Hendrickson, you know, um, uh, Chidobe Awuzie, Mike Hilton as well. So they did add some because their defense was what struggled, you know, and uh, so, so they're trying to make those uh, those changes. But again, like we talked about, it is a very tough division to make the playoffs. It's plus 500. Um, so yeah, those aren't bets that I would exactly do, but personally, I really do like that overwind total for the Bengals. I think that's plausible. Yeah, I'm definitely on board with you. And I think you even mentioned 10% of teams have done it and you're getting, what was it? Um, I think 25 to one odds on it. Yeah. Um, and they had a quarterback go down who could potentially be generational and they added an offensive weapon that is potentially generational. So mm-hmm. I think right there, you're getting better odds, even if it's not something that's likely to happen. Exactly. They, they even, they picked up Riley reef at right tackle too, mm-hmm. who, who I know he's not the long-term solution, but he's someone that you can plug in. It gives you a little more versatility as well. So yeah, I like the, the nine and eight. And then again, I love the division and playoff value. I'm not yeah. saying it's going to happen, but I am, I'm, I'm an odds guy and I'm a stats guy, you know, let you take a look at it. You see this team does have some talent. I personally believe there could be some decline in the division, so who knows who knows? injuries happen too. you know, this mm-hmm. is a league where injuries happen. We are one, it's a 17 game season now. So, you know, who knows things happen. Yep, um, absolutely. Is there anyone uh, as it pertains to fantasy that you're going to be looking at on these teams? Yeah. Uh, I do think Joe Mixon's uh, very undervalued and like, I agree. Uh, it's going to be a hot take here, but I think Joe Mixon will absolutely out, outscore Nick Chubb. Um, and a lot of people oh, wow. crap for that Nick Chubb, I think is, potentially the most overrated player in the first few rounds of fantasy. Cause he just, doesn't okay. catch, he doesn't catch any passes. Uh, he's an that. awesome player though. Awesome player. 
Um, I think he's one of the best running backs in the league, but one of the worst potential fantasy picks. Um, So I like Mixon, and I also think T. Higgins has dropped a little too far with the addition of Jamar Chase because, like, last last year, I think, like, Justin Jefferson and C. Lamb really raised the bar for what we expect from rookie receivers. What they did doesn't happen all the time. Um, So I do think Chase's line is a little high. I think it's like 1,000 yards. I think they're projecting a 1,000-yard season, which I wouldn't give any rookie, even someone as good as Chase. Yeah. So I do think T Higgins is still going to be the go-to guy, especially around the red zone. So I think he's definitely being undervalued as you know, cause I think I took him in yeah. our draft. Together. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, big T Higgins fan for sure. Well, and, and that's one thing too, where I feel like a lot of the, uh, the average NFL fans don't know about T Higgins and he is someone that I encourage to check out. And if I'm being honest, you could, I would draft T Higgins over chase probably because you could get more value with Higgins. You could probably get him mm-hmm. two rounds past chase and probably in my eyes get similar numbers. So that's one thing that I was looking at. And this just came to my mind. I forgot to write it down, but uh, Joe Burrow plus 700 comeback player of the year. What do you think about that one? I, I absolutely love that because essentially yeah. he just has to stay healthy and play decent mm-hmm. to win that award. Cause yes. it's not an award that has a lot of potential winners, I think. Mm-hmm. So seven to one odds for him to basically just be a decent quarterback all season. Yep. I, you know, and if they, if they do win seven games, which we both agree, we think is likely. Yeah. I think it's a lock. I think it's a great bet. He's also low key. We're getting into the weeds here, but like, I think he's at, uh, what was it? 28 to one to lead the league in passing. Okay. I will call out that before he went down, the Bengals were third in pass to rest ratio. They were throwing the ball like crazy. That's they an added, intriguing bet. They added Chase, and I think he was seventh in yards per game while he played. So yeah. there's a lot going there for Burrow. Yeah. And at 28 to 1 odds, I think it's a great long shot. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I'm definitely I'm intrigued to see what their passing scheme is like with their offensive mm-hmm. line. If how much yeah. protection they can get, they can give him how many people they have to leave in if they have to leave anyway. And, you know, sometimes things do change pretty drastically from one season to the next. And they definitely know they need to protect him going forward. So um, I believe that line, too, that had Dak Prescott at plus 250. It had Burrow at plus 700 and C-Mac at plus 700. So mm-hmm. it's like a three-horse race, with the, yeah. I, would, I would say, with those guys. And then, again, with, with Dak, I love Dak. It's a, it's a similar situation with a three-headed wide receiver monster. Mm-hmm. But I could see – it's weird. They're both coming off injuries, but I could kind of see Dak more – getting hurt again before I could burrow, you know, Dak's already getting MRIs. Um, and I, obviously like you want Dak to play. I, I love Dak as a player, but I think too, what I've told people, a lot of this comes down to narrative as well. What story can ESPN pick up and roll with? And I think the Joe Burrow, Jamar and chase story, how many times would we see that if Joe Burrow won comeback player of the year and they would have the Jamar chase, you know, his arm around stuff like that. They want something that they can blast out there. And I think that's a great story to go with it as well. The C-Mac, you know, C-Mac's just an average story that I would say it's the D it's uh, the Dak or the Joe Burrow personal. Yeah, I think what's big there is the the difference in narrative I think is huge because yeah. you're expecting Dak and C-Mac to return to what they were yeah. as where Burrow we haven't really seen a full season of Burrow and Great so point. like it would it would almost be like he's a rookie quarterback if he were to produce really good numbers. True. Um and I do agree. I think I think Alex Smith won it last year, correct? Yes. Um and you know no Alex Smith we all love him but like it's not like he did anything statistically worthy. So yeah. I do think him and Dak 
are, are the front runners there. And with the way that people perceive the Cowboys, like if he doesn't take him to like a 12 win season, they'll see it For as a sure. failure. Whereas Burrow could get seven games and he'd be seen as a hero in Cincinnati. So no, that's like a really, odds. that's a really, really good point too. I, I like that. And that the fact that you brought up Alex Smith dives even further into our narrative perspective because he didn't really do anything. And I remember, I literally remember someone mentioning that. And I think, uh, I think it was bump actually. who was like, he only won cause he almost died. It's true. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's true. Yeah. It's, it's a little messed up, but yeah, it's really yeah. true. So it dives into the narrative. How many times did you, did we see that short documentary on ESPN? Yep. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, and then it's, it's weird because that's the direction the world has gone. Yeah. But as a better and as a gambler, you can play into that and it can maybe help you win some money. Yeah. And you're getting three times as good of odds as Dak. So, you know, again, even if you say, I think it'll be Dak or Burrow, True. but you have a 50, 50 line, you're getting three to one line probability says, take it. Yeah. Again, very, very good point. Because do you see that as plus 700 versus plus two? No. I see that far, far close, almost no. even. I'd put them wow. both at plus 500 probably okay. making the line. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just, just because that's more realistic. So I yeah. think it's just kind of a bad line for Burrow. So I think you should take it. Okay, cool. Cool. So uh, to, to wrap up the Cincinnati Bengals, what is your, your uh, record prediction for the Bengals this year? I would have to say six and 11, which goes against okay. over, but that's okay. again, if I'm thinking with like, we're putting odds on it, but yeah. we're, you know, so I think seven and 10. I'll give you okay. seven and ten. Okay, seven and ten. See, yes. I'm I'm really going out on the limb with the Bengals. I'm saying nine and eight right now. So I mean, it's not going too, love far, that. too far out on the limb. Like I wanted to go higher, but I was like, I gotta stay within the realm of possibility. <laughs> but yeah, but because yeah. I I do like to go a little crazy sometimes. But I think that I think that could be plausible because again, like like I was saying, we're a little different on the Ravens. I have them losing one mm-hmm. more game. And I know we'll probably be a lot different on the Steelers. So, yeah. so let, let, let's get into the Steelers. Now the Steelers are actually, they're my, my fourth place team. Um, I, we've gone in my order, not Rob's. That's why I'm always asking Rob <laughs> what place he would have them in and the record too. But um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Last season, they finished with 12 wins, but you got to remember they started off 11 and zero and uh, fell apart a little bit towards the end. And then currently to win the AFC North, they are plus 500, which is higher than I've ever seen it probably. And then the team win total is over under 8.5 wins with an under of minus 135 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And then to make the playoffs, it's plus 140 on DraftKings Sportsbook. So what are you thinking about that, Rob? Yeah. So first of all, I just want to, I want to caveat. I'm only wearing a Steelers Jersey because I have a Jersey collection. It was the only team in this division. That <laughs> okay. I am not, it's a Franco Harris Jersey too. So it's old. Okay, okay. Um, so not, not a Steelers fan. It just worked for the podcast. I just want gotcha. to get that out there. Gotcha. Um, but when it comes to like win totals, I, I did actually highlight the over as one of my favorite bets um, because okay. they definitely lost some talent on the defensive side, like Bud Dupree's gone. Um, there are yep. a couple others. I'm not going to deny that. Mm-hmm. However, they did, you mentioned it right now. They did start 11 and L and like, yep. I know everyone knew it was, kind of a bogus 11 and 0 but it was 11 and 0 which is in the nfl not an easy thing to do mm-hmm. and also i will tell you eight and a half is the line which means that if you take the under you're projecting eight and nine which would obviously be a losing season mike tomlin has 14 years in pittsburgh he's never had a losing season not one single time has that happened so you are yeah, basically being true. given odds for a team that started 11 and 0 to turn around and do something that's never happened under Tomlin the next season when they have essentially a very similar offensive roster 
and an awesome defense that suffered some pretty huge injuries down the stretch, which was part yeah. of it. So even if you take their talent away, if you're going to tell me that there's going to be that big of a swing, I'm going to take, I'm going to take those, those odds. So I'm pretty confident in that one. Um, I actually highlighted it as my number one prop bet for the season. Okay. In so, terms of team totals, not prop. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's a, that's definitely interesting because that's opposite of what I was thinking, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's why it's great to have someone on the podcast and kind of talk about this stuff. So like for me, and I, I'd love to hear your response here because it all came down to big Ben for me. And for me, I am off the big, it's not, I'm off the Steelers bandwagon. I'm off the big Ben bandwagon. And I'll even go as far as saying this of every quarterback within the AFC North, he's the one I probably trust the least right now in, in my eyes. So that's why I had them somewhat falling off in the, in the beginning of the season, he played great. And then towards the end, he just fell off. So I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens here um, because they do have, I mean, all four of them have a tough schedule, but what are your thoughts on big Ben? Yeah, um, I, I would agree in terms of the quarterback I trust the least. Like, I think Big Ben's, like, washed. I think we all know he's washed. Mm-hmm. But the caveat I'll give you is he was washed last year, too. When <laughs> yeah, yeah like he, You know, and but, like, Claypool is still there. Juju is still there. Yeah. DeAndre is still there. And, you know, mm-hmm. they added Najee Harris, which I think was a terrible first-round pick, but he's an electric player. Okay. And the, the key for me is, like, they knew last year, like, they had the fastest snap-to-pass ratio in the league. They got the ball out of Ben's hands yeah. faster than any team did with their quarterback, which means mm-hmm. they know exactly what they're dealing with True. and so i do trust the coaching staff i think that's what tomlin's been so good at you know that they, they they didn't even have a losing season when mason rudolph was in the center like they, yeah. tomlin knows how to cover up you know terrible quarterback play yeah, yeah. um and, and matt canada come over came over so he's gonna be the oc this year he was really successful in his previous gigs i do think Najee can do well and i i think just their defense has so much talent especially on the d line you know with with tj wadu i think defensive player of the year bet is a great yeah. one yeah um devin bush should be back he was hurt down the stretch too um obviously their cornerback play is going to be a little bit ugly so they will be forced to True. produce more points offensively <laughs> but i just think there's enough going and there's enough coaching prowess to know how to cover up Ben's problems but yes Ben is washed I think it's a fact (laughs) yeah and I mean like this is a talented team like you know Juju Claypool Deontay Johnson like that's a pretty good one two three and then adding Najee Harris as well where last year I didn't even know this but the Steelers were dead last in rushing the ball last year which is crazy to hear you would never think that before yeah Um, so and I, team, I, I think teams that try to cover up rushing problems with the running back instead of offensive line, ex- never, that's what never that goes my, well. Yes, yeah, that, that was my next point. That was my mm-hmm. next point because they lost Alejandro Villanueva. As we know, Pouncey is gone. So that's the thing. They used their first round pick on Najee Harris, who, again, a very talented electric player. But do you think this is going to work out with this offensive line? You know, it's kind of putting a, a Band-Aid on or attempting to put a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. And, and I definitely think the offensive line concerns are really legit. They've also been like yeah. highlighted everywhere by Najee Harris people, obviously. But what I'll say as a caveat is like, do I think it will work out in terms of them being a potential playoff con- or yeah. Super Bowl contender? Absolutely not. But I think everything that you've mentioned is baked into their win total. That's the way I feel about it. Like okay. they projected a 12 win team at eight and a half for a reason. Yeah. So I personally think, you yeah. know, I'm going with Vegas's line there. And I'm sure. taking the over mostly because I trust Tomlin and the defensive team, you know, units out there. For sure. And I think honestly, Vegas is in the same mindset as yeah. us because like looking yeah. at all, like at all the unders, all of the unders are the favorite bets. You know what I mean? And I gotta, I gotta imagine that's because this division is somewhat unknown because a lot of these teams are so tough, especially tough defensively. 
you know, that that's why I had Cleveland as my number one team, just like almost like comparing it to the UFC. If you have someone who's a one trick pony against someone who's good all across the board, I'm going to take the guy who's good all across the board, just because there's more ways to victory. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's that how I kind of look at, look at Cleveland as well, just because they can run the football. You know, they have two great running backs. You know, I'm going to be interested to see when those two separate. Um, they, you know, they can, again, Baker is probably after Big Ben. He's the one I question. It's weird because I trust Joe Burrow a lot uh, for someone who tore his ACL last year and is only his, only his first year, um, which I know there might be some Baker fans who are a little upset about that. <laughs> but, I mean, they can definitely throw the football as well. But then Baker just has those games still where it's like a three-interception, four-interception game. You know, they just happen. Uh, hopefully this year it doesn't, because I do like Baker. I do. But um, again, then they're good. My biggest thing too is getting to the quarterback. Yeah. Teams that can get to the quarterback are always tough to knock out of the playoffs. You know, even looking mm -hmm. back to those old school Giants teams. So you, if you can run the football, you can get to, you, you force teams to be in passing situations. Then you let those rushers go. You added a couple corners. So that's why I like Cleveland. But mm -hmm. again, this is a very tough division. Uh, diving back into the Najee Harris thing. I wanted to comment mm -hmm. on that because I believe his rookie of the year is around plus 500. Mm -hmm. I was curious who, who you might like for rookie of the year. Yeah, I think he's, I believe Trevor Lawrence is the favorite. Correct? Plus 300, I think it was. Yeah. So uh, I think he's at plus 300 and Najee's 500. I think Chase was plus 700. Yep. Um, it's almost always a quarterback. I yeah. think Lawrence's odds yeah. are a little too rich. Okay. But I will say I'm going to go out on a limb here. One of my other favorite bets, Trey Lance is oh, at, yeah, plus, I think he's at Lance. plus, he's at plus 850 or plus yeah. 800, I believe. Yeah. And Shanahan is an ultimate schemer. I absolutely True. think he could have a Lamar or Mahomes like first season. Um, and I really like, that's my favorite bet from like an odds versus what's likely to happen. Yes, but I yes. also think Trevor Lawrence is kind of the safest rookie quarterback we've seen in a while. Okay. So if, if you had to tell me to pick one with even odds, I'd take Lawrence for sure. But I don't think Harris or Chase are going to even touch the work because quarterbacks almost always win it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great point as well. And, and Trevor Lawrence, like, if you're someone who isn't familiar with the Jaguars, like they are a talented team. Like they actually, mm -hmm. their receiving core is better than people think, like with DJ Chark, uh, Marvin Jones, and then LaVishka Chanel, who is someone I think is going to take a, a bump up this year. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I like Chanel a lot, if that's even how you say his name. But, yep. um, <laughs> but yeah, I would agree with you on the Trevor Lawrence. I'm not in on the Najee Harris thing just because of what we talked about before, the offensive line issues. There's more of a question mark there. And for a plus 500 with the 32nd offense or rushing attack, it's, you know, it, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. So, and, and I would agree with you, uh, as we talked about before, narrative. There needs to be narrative as well. And I'm glad you commented on this too when you said like odds as it, odds as it like pertains to the bet or something like that. But that's very similar to how I am. If there's something that's like a plus 1500 and I think those odds are like, you know, it's less likely, but I like mm -hmm. those odds for the player as it pertains to that bet better. That's why you take some of those odds. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that I've tried to, to explain as well. But um, so with the Steelers though, what is your record prediction? I think they will go nine and eight. I think okay. they will just take the over, but I would be more inclined to say 10 and seven before I would say seven and 10. Okay. So I'm fairly confident. there. So, yeah, I was right. This is the one that we're opposite on. I have the Steelers at seven and 10 
coming in, coming in fourth in the division. And I will be completely honest. That is, I'm harsh. Like when it comes to quarterback play, um, I am someone, and I will be completely honest here. I've written off Tom Brady probably two times in the past and he's made me regret it both times. <laughs> I don't think big Ben is going to do that to me. I really, really don't. But, um, but yeah, this decision is purely off big Ben and the question mark that relies with the offensive line. I mean, Alejandro Villanueva was, I don't even know how long he was with big, but big Ben yeah. for, you know, and Pouncy too. Yeah. yeah and Pouncy. So the, like that's a, the, the left tackle who, you know, that's your blind side. And then also mm-hmm. Pouncy who you're taking the snap from. So those are, those are, that's a big change, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I'm really excited to watch this division, but I think uh, both Rob and I, you know, I think we're both uh, most excited for the Bengals maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, I look forward to every Sunday counting the wins on all these guys, seeing who was right yeah. and who was wrong. But I think the 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 Ravens Browns race is going to be awesome because I think I they're agree. super similar teams, both great coaching staffs, both quarterbacks that are really talented, but at, at times can kind of you know disappear in the passing game and get a little happy feet in the pocket. So yep. um, I'm excited to watch that. And then I think we're going to be cheering on the Bengals all year too. Yeah, I think so as well. And uh, like I said, with the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. For me, it was like splitting hairs. It is a one game difference, you know? So I guess we'll see, but uh, yeah, to go over it, I personally have the Browns, Ravens, Bengals, then the Steelers. And Rob, what did you have? Yep. I have the Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bengals. Okay, cool. And then uh, lastly, we didn't cover this. If there was anyone on the Steelers that you would be targeting for fantasy football, who would it be? It's funny you say that because there's an article coming out for our staff called the My Guys article, which is where mm-hmm. everybody picks the one guy they're most confident in drafting this year yep. at their draft position. For me, it's Deontay Johnson. Okay. Um, I think he's the new Robert Woods. I don't understand why anybody has hesitations. Like He was sixth in the league in targets last year. He was ahead of McLaurin, Tyree Kill, Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley. Saw more targets. Um, nothing's changed. Chase Claypool yeah. was there. Juju was there. And I think given what we've said with the um, the defensive talent being gone they're gonna be forced into more throwing situations so i think Deontay's floor is so safe also fun little nugget from a football nerd first preseason game Deontay was the only receiver that played with the ones on every snap uh claypool and juju rotated on the other side um and two and three personnel so Deontay is their number one by personnel and he cut he caught all three targets thrown to him in five snaps so like (laughs) that tells you a lot picking up right where he left off but people People are mad about the drops. Drops are completely overblown and also a stat that, you know, fluctuates every year. So yeah, he's my he, guy. He did have that, like that couple game stretch where it was just like he was in his own head or, yep. or something like that. It was very odd. It's another narrative one. Everyone saw mm-hmm. the drops. So you remember the drops because yeah. they were like big They're drops. They're talking about them. They're talking yeah, about them. And fantasy so big drops. So people, you know, people remember those, but in reality players drop passes all the time. And I'm glad that you commented on the defense slipping so the offense will have to score more. Uh, mm-hmm. That's something that a lot of the average fantasy players don't really think about. And I encourage people to start thinking about when you have a team that is going to have maybe a bottom half defense, especially bottom, let's say bottom five. Okay. You know, that your team is going to be playing from behind a lot. What does that mean? That means you're going to be throwing the football a lot. Okay. And that also means that your receivers are going to have more chances for receptions, yards, and touchdowns. That's things that you kind of have to put in your head when going down the, when looking at receivers, who to take, or if you're comparing one receiver to another, 
I mean, myself, I don't dive into this too hard and I don't know how hard you do Rob, but, um, record towards the end of the season, it's definitely something I look at and I'm a little careful about because you don't want your key guys sitting in, you know, I guess, uh, week, the last two weeks, let's say, or anything along those lines. Is that something that you think about at all? Um, no, just because it's like so far out that, you know, I I think things fluctuate year to year so Mm -hmm. much that like, you're probably going to be wrong when you predict which teams are going to be in those positions. I think Tampa Bay is one that definitely could be, but I don't think it's necessary to think about those things, especially because that's the fantasy championship would be the only week that would be affected. So I agree. We're already thinking about that that stuff. (laughs) What about the defensive rankings? Yeah. Um, I think defensive rankings are really important as well as pace of play. Um, I think when uh, you combine you pace of play with like potential defensive regression, whether it's yeah. positive or negative is huge because teams yeah. that are in a bad position a lot are going to have to throw the ball. So like volume-based metrics, for example, Joe for Burrow's sure. passing yards, those are not based on efficiency and scoring. They're based on how much he has to do it. Mm-hmm. So there's just another argument for the fact that their defense might not be great. They're going to be down a lot in the division. Burrow's going to have to throw all the time. Yep. Exactly. So those, those yardage totals, you know, Matt Stafford was the king of that with Detroit back in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's because they couldn't keep the other team from scoring. So for fantasy purposes and betting exactly. purposes, you can use those to predict volume for sure. Good. And I appreciate you commenting on that. Cause again, we're, that's what Detroit sports betters is about. We're trying to give the average fan elite information for free. Basically mm-hmm. we're trying to get all of like the best minds within one group. And then it's an opportunity to kind of grow your brand along with everyone else. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, just giving the average fan the opportunity to dive deeper into information, you know, they, a lot of people don't have the time to do this. So we kind of get to get to go into it and, and dive a little deeper. And uh, Rob, again, I, I really appreciate you coming on here with us today. We'll have to do it again. And if anyone is looking for any of your content or anything that uh, any fantasy advice that you're giving out, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, they can find me at the FF Gator on Twitter, uh, just the FFGATOR, um, or they can find my work at the Fantasy Footballers website. Um, yeah, there's the two easiest places. Hit me up on Twitter. Okay, cool. And is there anything that you're going to be kind of working on going forward or anything that we can kind of expect from you? Yeah, I'm going to be doing some more previews um, before the season starts. I'm going to be doing some of my favorite undervalued and overvalued players. Um, I'm hopefully going to be doing some more prop back content before the season starts. Um, And then in season, I will have a weekly article on snap count analysis, meaning who's playing, who's rising, who's falling, because just like what we said before, the people that are on the field are more likely to score points. And so that's how you can identify breakouts and people that are going to fall out of favor before it actually happens. Cool, man. Cool. Is Mm -hmm. that something that people have to pay for or can they come and find it? Nope, that'll be free. That'll okay. be free on the, the footballer's website. Okay. So we'll have to definitely check that out and maybe we'll get you to drop an article on the page Absolutely. one time. And uh, again, so I am Matt Kowalis from the Detroit sports betters. And if you're, you haven't uh, followed Detroit sports betters just yet, we are on Facebook. Like I said, I gave a little background of what we're doing uh, before we're on Instagram, Detroit betters on Twitter. I am Conanus eight on Instagram. That's all I got. Everything else. I just run the Detroit sports betters page. But again, Rob, this was a great time. I appreciate you being the first guest on the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. And uh, I appreciate you taking a deep dive into the AFC North. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for having me. We'll have to do this again. Yes, sir. All right, Rob. Everybody.